here I go introing again. Anybody else have deja vu? Probably not. It's just me. Um, the reason is I've been here before. I've done this. Time is a flat circle. Um, we're a couple days late, and that's because we recorded a couple days early. Well, not early. We recorded on time. We recorded an episode, and I, I venture to say it was probably a good one. There was news. There was bonus stuff. Um, and I forgot to hit record. All right. I mean, mistakes happen. Um, bad things happen to good people. This one's on me. I really tried to think of a way that I could blame Grant for this, and I wasn't able to resolve that. It's funny, too. I was thinking, like, to myself after I realized that I had made this mistake, because we recorded, like, a 70-minute episode. And I was thinking about, like, the things I would have said to Grant if he made this error, like, I would have come down on him so much harder. But it just proves, yet again, that he's a better man than I am, because... He was like, oh, no worries, let's just re-record. And I was like, God, I just want to throw things. I just want to take this out on somebody. But anyway, um, sorry to get a little dark on you. We're here. It's episode 87 of the Poe Show for the second time. Um, but we do cover a bunch of really fun stuff. And it gave us kind of a bonus here because we got to squeeze in a couple more things. We skipped news this week and we just focus on the good stuff. So speaking of which, what do we talk about? I'll tell you after a note from our sponsors at 128 Bank Street, the Comic Book Shop on Bank. You can find them at thecomicbookshop.com, they spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, or on Instagram at comicbookshopbank, all one word, of course. Um, obviously, they sell comics, manga, lots of manga. They sell Gundams, um, anime figurines. Did I say that already? They sell a bunch of stuff. Chances are, if you're listening to us, you probably like some of the stuff they've got. So check them out, either online or in person. Let them know that we sent you. And uh, yeah, this episode we talk Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. Uh, we catch up on Hell's Paradise, the finale, Episode 13, over to Moshuko Tensei, Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2, big one. Um, we talk Oppenheimer a little bit, lots of, lots of noise around Oppenheimer right now. Um, we preview that, we're very excited for it, a lot of interesting things being said about Oppenheimer, we will probably cover it on this show very excited. And we end on ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Hot pickup from Grant. All right, enjoy the show. Psycho season one, two, three, four. Oh, hey there, Grant. Oh, hello there, David. Here we are again. Mm, again. Ugh, twice in a week I had to I talk know. to you. <laughs> Does it feel like deja vu in here, yeah. or uh, is it just me? A um, bit. If you did, I'm sure past David, I mean, audience is past David, my future David, told them in the intro, but also on Instagram, past David for everybody, did mention that, uh, that yeah, we had a whoopsie, we recorded this episode already. Um, I mean, we didn't have a whoopsie. I, I made a mistake. The <laughs> blame lies with me. I, Don't worry, Dave. Failure is all part of the human experience. It is. Yeah. And we were saying right before we hit record, like, we've done, like, well over 100 episodes at this point. I mean, I know it's only post-show 87, but you think about... Across various shows and episodes and specials and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did specials. We did the Attack on Titan stuff. I, for some ungodly reason, we did My Hero Academia Season 5. Boom. Punch down twice in the same week. Feels good. Yeah, right? 
Because I think we dumped on them last week, too. Or last yes. episode that we recorded that no one You guys it. missed out on a killer podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some some were saying it, it was our best yet. It's yeah. uh, We were finally going to break into the mainstream, and it's gone, dude. It's like, yeah. uh, did you know Mark Marin had... <laughs> this is, like, the most true thing I've heard, is Mark Marin had David Fincher on for a full episode... Okay. And then David Fincher called him afterwards and was like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with you releasing that. It's not... Really? It's not good enough. Like, I could have done better. And, like, oh there God. wasn't, like, a... Marin was like... He's asked about it all the time. He's like, no, like, he didn't say anything offensive or regrettable. It's just, like, he wasn't satisfied with the performance well, or with the interview. That's which so is, on brand for David Fincher. Because he'll do, like, 100, 200 takes. Like, yeah. he's, like, kind of, like... It's somewhat of an awful experience for some people to work yeah. for him, you know. But he gets what he what he wants, right? You know, it's... Uh, yeah. It is impressive. But, yeah, that's 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 so funny. It is funny. Um, so, yeah, that maybe that was our Fincher episode. We'll never know. Maybe, maybe it was. We'll never know. This week, we're going to do... Not an abridged version, but some of the news that we reported on in our first go with this is kind of already old we're gonna have lots of news for you next week so this week we're gonna focus on the new shows that are out Mm -hmm. and we're gonna wrap up hell's paradise but i think first like we gotta start with the big kahuna we gotta start with jujitsu kaisen because absolutely number one the pilot was has been out but one benefit of us being a couple days late here is we both just watched episode two Mm -hmm. um as well so this is uh season two Episodes 1 and 2 of Jujutsu Kaisen. There's your spoiler warning. Okay, we can start here. Grant, how'd you feel about the pilot? How are you feeling about the new look, the new feel, um, this like big refresh that we've had? It's, I loved it, and mm-hmm. it's so funny. To, I, I wasn't as nervous, but you know, again, speaking for you, I know you were mm-hmm. quite tense leading yep. the, the month or two leading up to this, and after that pilot I, I just i could almost like if, at a distance i could feel you kind of you know airing <laughs> out like um i think we're in for a real freaking treat um that pilot was explosive and it was just it was nice to see you know again we had talked about this you know a couple days ago but i really love that the show now has a distinctive vision you know it's a new director they purposely made the changes to this animation style they want the show to look and be like this um, and the conf- you can feel the confidence in like these first two episodes. Yeah, I-, I do think it's funny. Like the second episode kind of screamed season one to me, and I think that that's an intentional choice because we yeah. had a lot more of the, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination the Itadori Megumi kind of cross blend with you know Gojo and Ghetto uh, and Ghetto, which yeah. is I think you know very intentional. Uh, history repeats itself, uh, you know, a la Attack on Titan. But I don't know. I, I'm I am in love with this show, and I'm so happy with what we got so far. How about you? How are you feeling? Good. I mean, I you know, I echo. I won't literally echo it, but I echo a lot of what you said about just it being a breath of fresh air. The animation, like that, was like a collective sigh. I think not a, mm. a collective healthy exhale on my part, and I think on a lot of people's part because. They did nail it so good in season one, and uh, yeah, like to take such a drastic change for something that was working, right? Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like it was working. So when you change something that's working, I think everybody you can't blame anybody for being a little reticent about that, but because it definitely was not broke, you know, like what? Yeah, it's yeah. not. I mean, honestly, you just mentioned Attack on Titan. It reminds me of that, but the difference there it was like a whole studio change. You know, yeah. there was more involved. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Processes um, are different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, it's clear to me. I mean, especially in um, episode two as well. 
I mean, I, I wonder if you thought this. There's like a ghetto at home making tea moment that like really <laughs> reminded me of Aki, Aki's yeah, morning routine Man. and Chainsaw yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ghetto, I gotta say, quickly becoming my favorite character in these first yeah. two episodes. You know, every, so far, like two weeks now, like I feel like I just keep, you know, because, you know, Leanna has read them. She's up to date on the manga. I think she, she up has. Up to date? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she, I think she is like maybe three or four uh, chapters off but holy hell you know she's she's like well well ahead and she's and feel, she seem happy like she's having fun reading it it's uh, again i'm not gonna completely speak for her but just my you know my constant pestering you know questions and you know, I, yeah. you know she reads so much manga i just love asking about yeah. these worlds from her i do believe Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen is like the absolute bottom of the barrel for her bottom um, of the barrel on the priority list of like or, or just, enjoyment I, I think enjoyment, um, what I've parceled from it is, you know, because it's what I'm, I think if I was to read it, I'm sure it would be like, I'd be the total opposite, because she just feels like it's too dense, and yeah. it's just like, you know, um, like, you know, there's other, I think Hunter Hunter is another manga that has a lot of criticism too, of like, it'll just be like pages of text in panels. Right. And I think Jujutsu Kaisen kind of is a, a similar vein or not that it's confusing. It's just, it can be a lot at times I mean, and it's like more and more and more and more. So I can see that though. Like even in yeah. this episode we get, they're oddly casual about their lore dumps. Yes. You know what I mean? Gojo like, too. I didn't like the, the Gojo explanation this episode as much, but I agree. I, that didn't really hit for me. Um, so it's interesting that you say that. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like sometimes, you know, maybe the animation is the best medium for the mm. story because yeah, yes. like I never would have thought of that. But now that you say it, yeah, you can easily see, like think about that amazing monologue. It works really well because of all the visuals. Mm. But do you remember that monologue Gojo gives, uh, oh my God, it's Adori uh, in season one, he's explaining domain expansion and he brings him to fight the lava guy. Yes. yes like yes, that's yes. such a fun episode and scene. Mm -hmm. But, like, it it's so seamless because the art direction and the animation is so good. And it's, like, yeah. very, and I mean this in a literal sense, like, it's very illustrative. He's, like, dropping knowledge, but, mm -hmm. like, showing you simultaneously. Like It's dude, showing and telling versus, exactly. you know, doing one, you know, one or the other. Yeah, things, and yeah. imagine if that's all just words on a page. That could get tiresome. It can't, like I said, it can be a lot. And I, I do, because I've only read the first volume myself. Yeah, and I have, even that, like, I have even, it sitting around here. I haven't cracked it open yet. It is, it is very good. Like, yeah. I, I do truly love this world. I think it's one of, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I haven't read everything and there's such a history, right? But, like, I do feel, from what I've read, there's nothing like it. You know, I think, you know, because I've fully read Bleach and I, mm. I can see a lot of Bleach in Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, you know, kind of like the, the, kind of just the power systems i think that's you know parallel and also like souls and curses and it's kind of you know they kind of go hand in hand yeah. but um no i i don't know like from what i read i can see what leanna was getting at like you know it's early days so like they can't overbear but i think over time it's just like more and more and more and and it's sure. not like breaks right it's just, i think it's just non-stop you know like train from beginning to end yeah I, and again it's still ongoing but uh yeah no but again i i think I think the pilot was a huge swing that completely paid off on yeah. their part. You know, we had talked, you know, last, or a couple of days ago, we had talked about, you know, just very stylized, very artsy. Like, they're very much going for something. They are, um, yeah. the direction, obviously, really good. Yeah. The stuff they're doing with the camera is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Yes. The swings they're taking with CGI, I think, are actually hitting. Yes. Um, you can quote that. Me, the guy, us, I'll say, I'll speak on my own behalf, but yeah, me, the guy regularly is shitting on CGI, but like, mm. 
they're making a pretty valiant effort to make it useful. Um, do you think... Honest, but, qu- honest question. Do mm-hmm. you think Trigun paved a little bit of that for you? Fucking no, man. <laughs> no? You don't think so? <laughs> I remember you mentioned that last, uh, like, two days ago. And I didn't say anything. And I was like, oh, like... I wish Grant could have seen my facial expression there. Because I was like, fucking <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not being a dick about it. All, no, all no. I mean is um, I've seen MAPPA do... And, like, these other studios do CG before. Yeah. I just think this is an elevated version of that. Mm. I think... Uh, the Trigun style of anime is that what is that Studio Orange? Yeah, yeah. I think that exists almost. I don't want to say in a vacuum, but like kind of separately. Like it's such a different. It's such a different approach as a one like, is making the sole focus of the animation style versus like support using it using it as like a part of the bigger picture. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it, I agree it, with it that. It is. It is apples and oranges. You know, fun and um, thing, But yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But like, I mean, yeah. The we we talked about it for a long time in our in our first attempt at this. But the just the big swing that episode one was with like the scene in the hallway. Mm. You know what I mean? The scene in that haunted house. Like, what a great way to kick off the season. Like, just the direction, the basketball scene where yeah. we haven't even mentioned the fact that like Gojo and Ghetto's like ideals are totally not reversed, but I mean, at least Ghetto's are. Yes. Um, clearly something happens to him. There's all these... Uh, you were right, by the way. You mentioned, uh, you know, Grant had made a prediction at the end of episode one that that was probably Megumi's father that we mm. meet at the end of episode one, and it's confirmed in this episode that it is. Interesting little tease there, too, of, like, you know, who's that? You know, like, clearly... Yeah. You know, the show, it does a really good job at showing... I find a lot of the characters put on a brave face. I think because mm-hmm. that's kind of the roles they take on as sorcerers. Mm-hmm. And they all have significant kind of harrowing baggage. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just really good at hiding it. And I think that's, you know, just the, in this most recent episode, you know, um, I, I don't know. I'm blanking on his name, but who we now know is Megumi's father. Yeah. You know, just kind of like his, like, kind of blank stare of, like, you know, who's that? Like, they're all hiding something. They're all trying to protect themselves in a yeah. certain way. You know? And he's called the Sorcerer Killer, so, like... I like that. You know? Yeah. And it just... It sets up a lot of... You know, because... You know, again, we had talked... I think last week we had talked about... You know, like, this is going to be five episodes. We're going to have a break. We're going to come back and, like... We're it's like a get... one-week break, though, right? Uh, no, I think it's, like, two, three weeks. Okay, like, okay. But yeah. we're not talking two, three months, at least. It's no, like no, no, a couple. no, no, no. I think... Okay. Yeah, so I think in Japan what's happening is the fifth episode ends. The following week is going to be uh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Mm-hmm. That's going to broadcast uh, overseas. Then there's going to be uh, a recap week. And I think there's a break in between another week. And then the show kicks up again. So it's we'll have a couple weeks without it to kind of you know absorb all that. But, you know, we have a lot of shit to watch. So I don't... Uh, that doesn't yeah, me too not much, complaining. But yeah, no, I don't know. I really, really like where they're going with this. Um all I can... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know what I didn't see coming was we learned the Plasma Star Vessel, which is such an animeism, by the way. Overly complicated name for no reason. But her name is Rico. Yeah. And we learned she's not only aware of the Tengen, like, assimilation plot, which was... She has pride. She's she's down with it. She she thinks of it more of, like, a merging of two consciousnesses. This is, this is... Um, as opposed to like her body literally being kind of usurped, which Consumed, is interesting. Yeah, which I which... Guess, sorry, I keep cutting you off. Last no, thing, no, I no, no. But the, I just realized, like, I guess let's. I mean, this is a big assumption, so maybe we shouldn't. But if we assume that they are successful, 
and Tengen does assimilate Rico, then that would mean in the present that's Rico or Tengen is in that body, right? Potentially, right? If it, if it goes without a hitch, which who yes. knows? It, it it may not go without a hitch. Like clearly, something bad is going to happen, right? Like something drastic we're assuming will happen because mm. i'm assuming in this arc we will learn what separates ghetto and gojo i have a feeling rico is like i don't think this is an exactly like uh you know a, a highbrow take but i think it's all sitting right in front of us already um we just don't know the mechanics of it yet right um i i th- very much think i don't not necessarily like a rico ghetto relationship or anything like that but i do feel like an ideal shift is going to happen revolve like it's it's so obvious they're talking about you know sacrifice and we're already talking about these you know philosophies of like mm-hmm. is he going to become me and i or i become him like what what yeah. is it you know so but that's the thing like you know again this is the second week in rome you know we and i are on the couch and i look back and i just look over at her and i'm like what is the like the wicked turn <laughs> in him like what like what could it be you know yeah. because he is this such malevolent being again un, unbeknownst to everyone else you know in the current time period mm-hmm. so it's just i'm i'm so fascinated with ghetto and what is to take place there it's uh, it is my honestly one of my biggest biggest questions i've had in anime in a long time like like what is it and i hope they land it because yeah i think if they don't it's gonna really suck like, well, i think it might sour everything you're certainly you know i didn't even think of that i mean I, I was about to say like i am really enjoying the pulp fiction backwards yeah. out of sequence storytelling like it could get tiresome but when you told me that this was only five or six episodes i was like mm. oh and then yeah. we go back to the present like fuck yeah let's let's play but um yeah i mean ghetto is a huge part of the story in season one even mm-hmm. like he's not central but he's pulling a lot of strings he's a huge part of the movie and he now is this, the puppet master. He is so, the big time puppet master. Yeah, if he season. if they don't land this, you're right. Like that's pretty disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I don't know. The manga's huge. I, you know, at least some confidence that they're going to land the plane. So far, what they're doing, I really, really like. Like I like the character. It's a bit of a you know kind of Darth Vader ish, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Also, the soundtrack in episode two, dude. Like the <sighs> orchestral, yeah. um, the voices and stuff during some of the fight scenes. That, I did find yeah. it a little loud at points. Yeah, I, I found the uh, the EQ was a little a little unbalanced at, at a certain, especially. Um, I think it was uh, you know Megami's dad talking, kind of giving like a little bit of monologue. He's back and forth with the dude on the phone, like the guy in the chair or whatever, and there was like a score playing over him like i cannot hear what either of these two guys are saying right now like thank god for the you know obviously the can't say in japanese but uh you know what i'm getting i was just, no, it was just too was, too overbearing i know the scene you're talking about too yeah. actually just real quick to gush about one more scene the ghetto versus the shinigami user oh, the old yeah. guy yeah dude that was fucking awesome the that's... music the breaking it down while it's happening animeism shit it, it was yeah. so good it was so fun the the real fun bait and switch of like oh like we were we were laughing like oh my god did this dude just get tanjiroed and then he was just like it cuts to like oh shit that was like a flash before my eyes moment like i'm dead and i was like it was very good comedic timing that was their part funny and cool like that was fucking cool and you know it's gonna it's gonna sound like you know like the, the you know the shonen boy in me but like i was mm-hmm. kind of not worried but at the end of the first episode i was like no real hands were thrown Mm-hmm. You know, and like this show flourished in like the hand to hand combat, you know, with the curse stuff eh? too. And you're like, what, like where, where is it? Oh, we didn't really get it. And just that split second at Ghetto, and it's like, 
you know what? If nothing, he beats we're... the fuck out of that dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it was so clear and so concise and like not yeah, just yeah. I like remember you felt the momentum of the hits. It was really cool. I remember in the movie, Ghetto was two v oneing Rika and Yuta yes. at the same time with that uh, that three arm pull arm staff thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then he he took out the panda guy, um, yeah. Maki was it? Yeah. Um, and uh, white hair got like he like yeah hand to hand. I remember thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, this dude's gonna be wrong. Like he's he's about to get fucked up. But I didn't think it was gonna be that good. We also got a little <laughs> drop on. Fushiguro's father, or Fushiguro Sr., whatever you want to call mm-hmm. him, he does mention that Gojo, quote, is the first sorcerer in centuries to possess both the six eyes and the limitless technique. So we've heard about the limis- limitless technique before. Okay, that was going to say, because I feel like one of them did sound familiar. Because, like, is his yeah. main, like, the antimatter stuff, is that the limitless? Or is yes. that separate? My, my, I mean, my rudimentary understanding after having seen the episode once is that, like, yeah, the closer you get to him, the slower you move and you can't touch him. That's all limitless stuff. Mm. I don't know anything about the six size stuff. I mean, I know he's got blue eyes, and when he shows them, he seems to have more power, but, like... Him failing his friggin' red move was yeah. hilarious. Did, that, that was, was funny. yeah, that was very good. Shows he's still a kid, you know, or yeah. like you know, in training, he's not perfect yet. It was interesting that uh, Rico got a hit on him. I noticed that too. Yeah, and, I was and like, then like the immediate following scene, like no one, like he was showing, like again, I, I was always on the assumption that like it was always on, and he kind of yeah. said as much in season one. Yeah, like, he can't really turn it off. So the principal, like, it was a comedic thing, but the principal gave him a bump on the head too, and it's like, is this just for comedic effect or mm. oh, a storytelling oh. device? That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but I yeah, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, mm. Okay, shall we move on to Hell's Paradise? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get out of the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, not kidding. I'm okay. So episode yeah, thirteen. Um, there's your spoiler warning. I mean, it's been out a little while now, so. One of the better episodes of the season. Yeah. I liked it. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think one of the better parts of the conversation we had two days ago was, is this better or worse than Revenger? Just Mm. uh, because Revenger's so specific, right? If you've been following the show, we did... Finite story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did this, like, psycho season thing, and Revenger was part of that, and, like, neither of us really wanted to miss out on that show. And it was good, but I, I... The kind of final cut i had on that was that it was kind of probably not great but like definitely worth your time solid seven solid seven yeah yeah yeah. that's good enough for most people to watch and yeah i would agree and um hell's paradise and with a couple more days to think about it what do you think um you know i'm gonna rehash what we talked about the other day is i think they spoiled so much of their screen time not on the island like they really yeah. should have picked up like because that's the thing too like the show came to it was so fast-paced like the ent- the entire 13 episodes like there wasn't much break but if there was one time where they were doing things slow it was those first three episodes when they weren't even on the island mm-hmm. and that felt like such wasted time yeah. for all these like moments over the course of the season when they were on the island that like they could have used that extra five minutes or even like a couple more scenes and it is kind of a shame looking back on it. Again, we are getting a second season, so you know, which is coming soon. I believe it's in January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I love the story. I like where they're going. They really kind of pulled me around. Like the the growing power system. Like, and I was thinking about this too. Like, 
this out of nowhere power system that's something you'd see in like a third season of a show yeah. where like they need to like refresh and they've already done like you know they've already done the super saiyan like they need that super saiyan too or <laughs> you know whatever the hell so like it, it it feels very un not unnatural but i guess they're going to a new place and supernatural and i guess you know the power is kind of developing as they see them but i don't know i'm i am a little torn on hell's paradise i think as a package very cool great soundtrack yeah. incredible op the usage of color was was very very good Nice and vivid, um, yeah. Very vivid. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't think it landed the way I had hoped it would would have. I think another thing that we kind of discovered in that conversation was like, you know, I had asked you, like, do you think the 12 to 13 episode season hurts anime? And it's like, well, yes and no. Like, yes there, are, there are a lot of anime that do really great work with that limit. I think the bigger issue here was, to your point, like the pacing, like not enough time on the island. I, I think... In addition to that, though, there were too many characters that they mm. tried to introduce and get rid of too quickly. I mean, half the cast dies, so it's like, mm. why are we spending the time? Yeah. And, like, we, were, we joke around about this, and we've said it on the podcast before. It's like, oh, I don't know anyone's name in the show. It's like, yeah, no shit, there's too many of them, and yeah. you don't get enough time with any of them other than Gabi Maru. Mm-hmm. And even then, you know, it's like, you know... Like, I don't even know his name, but we both agreed last, uh, the other day, like, I think his name is, I have it written down, Shion. He's the blind uh, guy yes. with white hair. He has the he's, best fight of the season. He has the best story and arc of the season, I think. But we so didn't far. know his name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. who are you? And you care about, you have like a Padawan, I think. It's hard to keep straight. Um, and I'm not dumping on it. I'm just saying, yeah, there's a little bit too much going on and not quite enough time. And then... On top of all that, we've mentioned this before, but it bears repeating, like, it is devastatingly clear that Hell's Paradise's animation clearly took a backseat to Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen's. Like, it just did. Like, look at the two products. Hell's Paradise, I hate to say it, but its animation's kind of mid. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you look at Jujitsu, which like just came out, same studio, same people, so and it's already like th- there's these moments of like, oh, there was probably you know weeks of dedication to a scene in a moment like that already within those two episodes, you know? yeah. And I had you know I said this the other day, like I, at no point was there a moment of like true Sakaga in Hell's Paradise no. for me, where like I never, there wasn't. Or, sorry, you, I think you had said. Um, like there was never like you never were like oh shit oh shit oh shit off the couch yes you're right and within the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen you did it like seven times and the second episode there's several moments in two episodes like damn that's pretty cool but like never had that feeling with Hell's Paradise and it's not like it's not a problem of like subject matter because I do think yeah it is a bit of a mixed bag I will say there's a lot there's some stuff I like and some stuff I just yeah it it feel a little nonsensical but maybe this is the one we read ahead for I don't know We've said this a few weeks. I I, I think I want to. Um, Probably even just like up to the point where we are in the show. Just to see how it hits, right? And see how it hits and kind of see if they can fill in those details. And then we can kind of find find it in like the second season maybe. Um, That would be fun. You know, every week we read a couple chapters kind of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, and I think, you know, again, I don't want to sound Hell's Paradise too much. Because overall, you can listen back over the past few weeks. Like we are, you know. We kind of got it somewhat in depth with it. We do, we do like it by the end, but the re- like the potential, like the, the way they ended it with Gabi Maru and like, oh, is this whole thing, is this whole shtick real, or is it all si- simulated, or you know, peculiar kind of, choice to do it the way they do it. Didn't like it, and it felt very like, like, like it, it felt like to have a, like a a cliffhanger twist for the sake of having one. Yeah, you know, and again, if that's if that's you know from from the source material, like I, whatever, but it just it, something about it felt so 
so off and like not genuine and not earned definitely not earned i think it's funny because i was thinking about the twist and i don't think the twist is bad no like it's no, no, no. i think it was just handled suboptimally like having it was like a fucking comment you know it was kind of just thrown out there and i'm like well that's that's not something you just want to like just say you know? like, yeah having the shinobi girl who's met him like twice be the yeah. one to reveal it and then you cut to him and his memories are gone it's like what it's like we're doing two different things here and why would you, she know and you had said that last week they they probably should have just cut to him losing his memory and then when they link up they have you know we have moments of him by himself you know yeah. trying to figure his surroundings or whatever and then when they come together then like that's when you know the, the conflict begins on this new plot twist or whatever like or, or of the plot twist i don't yeah. just kind of saying it on one side and one side saying it coincidentally and then the other side experiencing it in the moment it just it doesn't melt well i don't think it's good storytelling and the like the relationship between the characters doesn't exist yeah. right like that shinobi girl like she we we did agree she had one really good moment in this episode she had the i think one of the highlights of the season it's was comforting episode. uh do you know his name i don't know his name the guy with of the glasses not. the guy with the yeah. glasses who's dying of you know the flower sickness um, yeah. as he's going yeah she's kind of comforting him and being a realist about it and that's a pretty cool moment and yes. yeah among one of the better ones of the uh of the episode but yeah for her to be the one to give away the gabby maru reveal was just like huh yeah. You haven't seen him in, like, half the season. Like, what's going on here? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, I thought about something. It's like, what? I don't know. Not, yeah, not if great. I, I will say, if if come season two, we find out that she's a plant, and she's there to keep uh, an eye on him because she's from the village, I am going to lose my shit. Yeah. Because I, that, <laughs> that would be atrocious. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I will watch season two. I'm yeah. curious to see where they go. Or maybe we get impatient or something, and we just spin up the manga. I recommend anyone listening who has not watched the show, please just go watch the OP. Go on YouTube. Yeah. Full screen. Hell's Paradise. Put on, put on the cans and crank that shit. It is such, such a good tune. It I is. I love, love, love it. And it looks great. Like the yeah. actual, oh, you know, the intro sequence of the show actually looks It's what I wanted the show to look like. Yeah. And I think that's unfair. That it's is always unfair. But. But it, it's, <laughs> it's one of those times where the what is presented in the op is such it, it makes you wanting it you know yeah. and, and maybe that goes to the little of the show because there is a lot of want and there is a lot you know like everyone's kind of the whole the, the whole concept of seeking of you know immortality and kind of greed and all that like the the, the visual representation of that is really well done in that trailer and it really the messaging of the show is perfect in that and then you kind of go to the show you're like ah yes potatoes you know i don't even like it's i don't know it, just, it feels potatoes. very contradictory yeah that's funny <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's no no yeah, you're right yeah i recommend people check it it's really really good well um the opposite of potato quality we gotta get mm. to mushoku uh mushoku tensei season two we're two episodes in um there's yeah. your spoiler warning um I think the thing we both said, Grant, was, mm. or no, I won't speak for you, but the thing I remember saying multiple times um, two days ago when we recorded this was, and I'm not dumping on MAPPA, but we are watching a lot of MAPPA-produced anime as of late. Um, I think specifically... We have no choice. They're putting, out, they're putting out five, six shows a year. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but specifically in my mind, I was thinking of Hell's Paradise and Vinland Saga. And mm. we were talking about how like they're same but not. But like yes. yeah, you, yeah. you can tell there are some similarities there. Mm -hmm. And how Mushoku Tensei is just like it couldn't be more different. It's soft. It's color palette is nice. It's like breathy. It's a, it's a breathing flowy. world. 
you know, yeah, truly. Dude. And, you know, we'll go back. It's funny because you, you had a bit of a laugh on my expense. One of my favorite parts is, if like, the thing that stuck out to me was, like, you know, when there's the scene in episode two where they're fighting off the bears. They're on the hunt. And oh, yeah. one of my biggest gripes with like, isekais is, like, it's treated like a video game. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know you kill someone or you kill an enemy and like they kind of just turn to like black and red dust in the air yes, you know yes. and it just it kind of it just it doesn't feel lived in and i was like very thankful for all the bear corpses you know <laughs> carcasses on the ground out here <laughs> happy that we have to skin the animals yeah he's like no but, but you in wow you do have to level up skinning <laughs> which is basically what this is i love that no, no. IRL. I used to love all the little stupid uh, the hunter gatherer professions. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I mean, but, yeah, I don't I, know. It's just the show is just it's it's so it has that magical power. It has that you know that sense of wonder and fantasy. Like it is all in all, it is such a fantastic fantasy package. It is. I it, this is the only guy I've ever watched, and I think that it raises like a really high bar. I mean. Like there are gripes with the show. We you know we yeah. we covered it uh, years ago now, but we covered season one and um, it. This is just such a strong show. Like the, I'm sure I'll put it on our Instagram if I haven't already. But that shot of, of Sylphie in the field, mm. like it's just it's such good. I hate to be this guy, but such good vibes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, I just I love what they're doing. Um, but yes, like there is a moment of fan service where. Rudius's safety blanket is quite literally <laughs> his, the panties he keeps on him. Ugh. That it's so beyond absurd. I mean, it's I know it's a bit it of a gag, but they're also kind absurd. of they're also kind of serious about it, and that annoys the shit out of me. But like, <laughs> I will say, and we we you know we had talked about this earlier. It, it fucking kills me that the whole episode they kind of breadcrumbed <laughs> us that it was you know he was reaching into his pocket because he there'd be scenes of him holding Aries' hair yeah. that you know she had left behind. And like oh, and you know, there's a couple of moments of him having some anxiety or panic attacks, and he's reaching into his pocket and he's reassuring himself, and he's like kind of grounding himself and coming back to planet Earth, and you know they do this the whole episode, and then the reveal at, like at the the third you know the last third of the episode is you think he's about to pull the lock of hair out, but it's the it's the panties, and it's like I laughed out loud. I was like that is such a good bit. They like the whole episode. They struggled so long. I was like, you don't see that shit. I was like, aghast. I was the like, long con. <laughs> how fucking dare you get me with this panty bit? I am furious. What a weird. Yeah. It's just like it's. There's Japan, all those memes. Man. Yeah, dude. It's like those memes. It's like anime <laughs> when I'm watching it alone, and it's like yeah. Levi versus the fucking Beast Titan. And then mm-hmm. it's like anime when someone walks in the room, and it's Rudy is clutching a pair of panties. It's like fuck. Yeah. Like, you just can't get away from it sometimes. Like, even if you insist on only watching, like, the highest quality shit, it's like, no, nah, it finds its way in, dude. But well, kudos. They, but you know what? They have, they have their, you know, you mentioned something like, you know, they're doing something. But, like, I, that's what I love about this show is, like, they are, like, the studio was made to, for this adaptation. Yeah. It was created for this. And, yeah, like, that's you can all their energy is going into it. Like, this is not, like, you know, again, we don't know. And, you know, I'm sure there's lots of interviews and all that, but there's just something about this show and this project that feels like they are trying to do something. Like, again, in a similar way to what I said earlier to Jitsu Kaisen, where I find it differs from season one a little bit, they are really going, not arsy, but they're going for, you know, for a very specific tone and imagery and, yeah. like, just all, it's, the opening shots of the first, of episode zero of Michelle Kutensei, mm-hmm. of this season, I was kind of like, like just blown back of like, 
like we don't even need to see the action like just like what they're trying to show in the world and lived in and i don't it's it's you know this the show is the shit dude yeah. like i know you know and like i'm sure everyone listening to like if you haven't like there is some there is some hurdles to get over if you're not comfortable with you know some of the you know fan more modern yeah, it, it is what it is it is what it is but like even then it is so easy just to turn away from it because everything around that is just stellar it's so good yeah it's, it's uh, so good yeah and if you're a listener of this like you know we're pretty hypersensitive to that stuff not because mm-hmm. we're fucking soft i just i've never i don't know if i've seen a story where i think it contributes that's the that's sure. my problem with it right um well i will because leanne and i watch a lot of rom-coms and yeah. there is there is more there sorry there is somewhere there is a lot more of that and there's somewhere it's like non-existent or it's kind of middling and you know like in a relationship you know, again, like the the over the top stuff, like it always is going to come across as that. But like, mm-hmm. there is subtle moments. That, like, I talked about it in um, last year. Like, one of my favorite shows from last year was My Dress Up Darling, right. and that show, plain as day, is etchy. Like, there's no beating around the bush with that. But a lot of those moments felt earned because it was like genuinely watching two people like come together and fall in love, and and, and all that. And like, so those moments weren't quite as like, oh, it's just happening to happen. You know, like some of it is like happenstance and comedy, and they're you know they are trying to create like a fan servicey moment, but there's a lot that aren't as well. So it's I don't know there there is you know there's there's checks and balances in the in the genres, right? So it's it's this is one where it is pretty heavy though. Again, that, yeah, I mean that's top. fair. I say that I guess outside of like I've never watched like a rom com slice of life <laughs> anime or anything like that. So that that is like an important distinction to make. I think like my thing is that when it's kind of wedged in there for a reason that like doesn't really contribute i mean the prime example that comes to mind for me is fire force yeah is that fire is it called fire force (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i just remember like everyone loves this show and like the animation is stellar in a few episodes that i saw and it was like nope i'm i refuse i'm just not doing this yeah only it only went up uh or downhill or uphill however you want to put it but yeah uh, yeah no i'm i'm shokutensei man i am in in loving um Rudius's slightly more mature look. We for, you forget how much he aged over season one, right? Mm, yeah. Um, loving that. Loving that he's got a new gang. I love the bear fucking mission. I don't know, man. It feels it feels good to have this back on TV. Yeah, little Oppenheimer uh, tea up there with the new cloud. Yes, yeah. my God, dude, I am, I am submerged in the world of Oppenheimer right now. Our group chat has just been like you popping in with friggin' like, oh yeah. <laughs> just so you guys know, the embargo lifted on reviews looking pretty good. Yeah, is there any uh, Dolby Theaters around us? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys see the extended first look? You guys keeping an eye on Rotten Tomatoes? What uh, what ratio are we seeing in this in IMAX? Yeah. Uh, because uh, we might have to travel 200 kilometers to go yeah. see it in this one. Yeah. You guys, no. uh, Robert Downey Jr. said it's the best movie he's ever been in. So, oh, he, he did say that, dude. Well, he is wrong because Tropic Thunder exists, so. I guess uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Grant, there's not a single shot of CGI in this movie. Okay, I did. Okay, all right. Let's par- let's, let's parcel that. Out. All right, anime break. Yeah, um, we'll work <laughs> it um, in. I read like that is taken out of context, like pretty severely. It's not oh. generated shots, but there is like more than enough CGI enhanced shots. Oh, that's lame. So like nothing was like straight up like created from nothing to create a like a, a whole scene or a new a new scene mm-hmm. it is like you know it, you know which is the standard like like dunkirk across the board like there's clearly some cgi enhanced shots there you know mm-hmm. like like i know they put tom hardy in a plane there which is pretty dope but yeah uh, you know but uh, fuck i need to rewatch dunkirk 
I think like uh, what so what I heard Nolan talking about was some. By the way, some of these reviews are saying it's his best movie yet. By the way, just saying that would surprise me. This there's something about this. I I got I got a good feeling. There, well, the one complaint I think people have had, and especially with Tenant, and you could argue the same with Dunkirk, is, you know, his movies can sometimes become um, very plot heavy, and the characters can become like exposition machines. Mm. And like, there's not much of a character arc in, say, Tenant, right? Or Dunkirk is a good example. Mm. It's like Dunkirk's a great movie it probably doesn't have, like, a hero or, like, a character piece. And it's not trying to, so that doesn't really matter. But Oppenheimer, it seems like he really... Like, it's called Oppenheimer. Yeah. And it's about Oppenheimer. And it's, mm. like, it ha- everything happens around him. So it, it is, like, a Nolan movie with probably insane in-camera set pieces. Mm. But it's revolving around a character piece. Uh, actually, I was going to put this in the news thing for next week but while we're talking about it um downey and all those guys were saying this is the first script they've ever read that's written in the first person hmm. like he wrote the script as though i am oppenheimer i am walking to the desk Damn. and like that does not exist in scripts right scripts hmm. are like very far removed from that they're so that's well, interesting was, to me i was listening to you today on the big picture they were talking about because uh sean fantasy was saying uh he's reading like the definitive oppenheimer like uh, biography okay and so like like the the author and who's like you know like the the world's most definitive you know person on you know robert oppenheimer is like apparently this movie is like in the history one of the most genuine like fact-based you know like biography or you know biographical yeah. movies no one you know, seems like, like that guy you know what i mean he doesn't seem like yeah. he'd be like oh let's give him a fucking but apparently they're doing like a really like they really sought out to be like everything like the good and the bad like not like you know like the typical like oh yeah like you know we're gonna show like his flaws and like not yeah. showing freddie mercury banging men on screen you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or not saying that's a flaw but you know what i mean like they yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. They, they they shied away from stuff like that but apparently like they're really trying to show like the whole picture of who this man was but uh I, very fascinating I think I'm so tired of reading about like the him and um, what's her name's nudity scenes like I'm so tired know, of was it Emily Blunt around. no um, she was in Midsummer. oh Midsummer. yeah uh, wow because they Midsummer. might be going like full frontal or something I guess that, yeah or the yeah. other thing is that it's like it's like Nolan's first sex scene in like mm. 20 years that he did so it's like there's lots of jokes to be made there but um, yeah I think you know, just on that note of, like, they're really going for how factual it is. Like, the conversation that they're having right now at a lot of these junkets is, like, the... You know, people say this, and it's often hyperbolic, but with Oppenheimer, it's a pretty legit argument you can have that he might be the most important per- important person in human history. Sure. Um, so, yeah, maybe, like, don't dramatize that one and give him, like... You know what I mean? Maybe don't, like, give him, like, a fake movie motivation because it works better right yes exactly. like one of the biggest ones is like uh i think social the social network is one of the best films made in the last 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. you know agree or disagree but like the funny part is like they got a scary amount right in that movie mm-hmm. like one thing they got wrong is, or not wrong but they invented for the sake of drama is like there was no romantic angle for zuckerberg whatsoever in any mm-hmm. way shape or form during that period of his life like he's been with the same woman the whole time and like there's an important romantic arc in that movie it kind of drives him to do better yeah. and it's like it's literally invented for the s- stakes of the movie which sometimes 
movies require. But like in this case, it's like maybe don't fuck with it. With the guy yeah. who invented the atom bomb, maybe yeah. don't <laughs> maybe don't fuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I mean I'm incredibly excited. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. Maybe we do a Barbie double feature, we'll see. Oh, I love it. Come on. I love that I'm slowly won you over. It, I knew. It was only as it got closer, the I think the, it's uh, the Greta the Greta Gerwig thing. I gotta say though, man, like it's Oppenheimer is just pumping out press stuff and I'm getting more and more excited. Barbie's doing the same thing, and I'm getting more and more confused. Like, what are we going to see? Rated yeah. R, Greta Gerwig, Gosling, Margot Robbie, like what? Like they put out a short of Gosling has a song as Ken. Did oh, you see this? No, I have not. He, seen he that. sings in it. He's like, I'm just Ken. And it's like a I'm poor Ken. It's never just Ken. It's always oh, Ken and God. Barbie or Barbie and Ken. And it's like, but it's rated R. It's like, what? I just, I have no idea what we're signing ourselves up for. I'm so excited. But we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Okay. Over to you. Finish this off. Dave, um, we talked about a show. Did you happen to get a chance to watch that? The uh, ZOM 100? Fight no. Fight of the Dead? No. Okay. Uh, only because we had to do episode two of jiu-jitsu oh um, sure yes, yes but yes. also um it's funny though uh because zom it's what is it zom 100 bucket list of the dead correct so i want you to tell me about it but i will say i on our instagram like the algorithm is coming for me sure and yeah, yeah. uh like the podcast instagram at part-time otaku podcast you can follow us there um and follow subscribe yeah but uh like yeah the algorithm is getting me and it's like the animation quality, I haven't seen anything that would even be anywhere near a spoiler. I've just seen little clips. Yeah. But it looks good. Like, the animation stuff looks good. So, context, you know, we were, I was saying this earlier. Like, I had seen, there, they, I think, it might have been Anime Expo last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a trailer was released, like a, a, like a 30 second preview. And it was, I remember watching and thinking, this is too good to be true. Um, like, there's no way it's going to look like this. This is, you know, it's probably going to be like one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. Um, so I was like, when this comes around, I'm watching. I got to see it. At the yeah. very least, I got to watch the pilot. And uh, lo and behold, it comes around. Dave, I was floored. Beginning to end, I was completely hooked in. Sucked right in. Such a fun, f- such a fun idea. And like, you know, like there's only so many stories in the world, you know? Like, you know, the ones yeah. we tend to like are like really out there because like they're, they're not trying, they're trying, they are trying to do something new. But this somehow feels fresh and old at the same time. Yeah. Um, it really tackles like you know the kind of like the oppressive work culture in Japan, and you know the whole concept is you know this guy is a worker. You know he's all bright eyed and bushy tailed out of college. Wants to go gets into the workforce. Completely slams him. Turns into literally into like a work zombie, and you know he like it almost looks like he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna kill himself, but like he's just like ready to give up. Yeah. And then, like, a zombie apocalypse comes around, and, like, he comes to life because he doesn't have to go to work anymore, and just, like, the the What a peculiar, peculiar uh, take. Such, such a peculiar take. So, by the end of it, you know, he wants to make apocalypse, he wants to do all these things, but the animation, the, the, like, there's a whole set piece of him, it's a combination of him, like, escaping the zombies and watching him, like, a phoenix rise into, like, his new, like, this newborn happiness that he had forgotten about or had been, like, tucked away all these years because of work. And seeing him, like, just, like, the smile and, and the life that returned to his eyes and the world, like, you know, the, you know, I had said this earlier, but they did such a cool thing where they there was por- portions of the episode pre-the-apocalypse happening 
where they were shooting at like an old school George Romero Night of the Living Dead movie. Yeah. And like kind of like a couple little grain like you know grain reels in there to kind of make it look like, you know, from like the 50s and 60s. And then like it just turns into like a full-blown color explosion by the end when he's like running away from the zombies like they do really f- a funny thing where they hit up that he was like a really athletic guy in high school or in college like he okay. you know he's like he calls himself a jock and he he loves sports and activities. So in the context of him like, you know, parkouring his way like away from the zombies and trying to escape like it all like like it's all like on brand it's fucking awesome dude it's so good it, i know you're uh, i know you're gonna love it still just one episode out i think it's just the one episode yeah it, like, it was uh, on well, the, saturday i think it came out so yeah between your review and i mean anytime you say like it's a dave show yeah. like you first thing i thought of was you it's funny because i think you i can't i don't know if i can do this for you but you can definitely do it for me where you're like hey this is a good anime i really like it you should check it out Mm. versus like this is up your alley you know what i mean there's like yes. like you, you know um i'm not i'm not giving you grief here but a good example is witch from mercury you're like oh it's really good i think you would like it you should check it out but you're never like oh this is like yeah i'm not gonna Sunny be like Boy, this is gonna, the you one I mean? for you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know the difference there's the shit i want you to watch and i want you to see and experience but there's stuff that i know is a show for you and i think this is a yeah. show for you which one of us fell on summertime rendering uh, I believe I had seen it. I had mentioned it, and then I think you picked it up and you started running with it first. Oh yeah, because I think we were both aware of it. It was the Disney Jail problem. That's why. Yeah, that's why, that's why. That's why. Goddamn, free them, free the anime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that ma- that makes more sense. So. But yeah. No. I'm. I'm. This. I'm. I. This is probably the the show I'm looking forward to the most. Like the next really? episode. Really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because the pilot was just so explosive. Like, cause you know we're already on our second episode for a couple yeah. of other shows. But this is the one I really want to know how they follow it up because that was such a strong pilot for me. I thought it was fantastic. It was okay. really like just a, uh, it was just like a calling card for the like what the show is to be, you know. And I think, I think there is room to be surprised along the way because it could be, you know, you're running the middle shonen action comedy like I'm, you know, like you really don't know what we're gonna end up getting. But that tone they swing with in the first episode is a. Uh, it was just awesome. It was just, it was just like an awesome twenty three minutes of anime. And I was just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" You don't get this shit all the time. And you know what they say about pilots, man? They are hard. Pilots are hard, dude. If you have a yeah. good pilot, I think generally speaking, like you've won half the battle. Mm. Um, okay, is there anything else, Grant? That's no, it. Dude. That is it. God, feels good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for sticking with us, gang. Sorry we were late. We're going to be back next week on our regular schedule. Uh, we drop episodes on Wednesdays, typically. Um, follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Music. On both of those platforms, you can rate us. You know, go ahead, give us somewhere between one and five stars or four and five stars, preferably. Check out the uh, comic book shop on Bank Street. Um, thank you for their continued support of the show. I think that's it. We'll see you next week. Grant, go ahead and say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.